Hi, and welcome to Walking on the Wild Side, a podcast dedicated to exploring the natural resources of the Southeast and hopefully instilling in you, our listener, a curiosity about our flora and fauna and fostering a sense of appreciation for the beauty and diversity of our natural resources. As always, I'm joined by my wife and co-host, Gabrielle, who is on her way to becoming quite the naturalist herself. Hello, 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 everybody. Hear that sound? Can you hear it? That is so cool. It's picking up a... Oh! Oh! Well, <laughs> well we, we have a little visitor. Oh, well, I guess so. He didn't know we already did his podcast. I know, right? Hey, guys, welcome to Walking on the Wild Side, a special edition. Guess what? We're out in the middle of, I guess, his hut was the... Sumter uh, National Forest. In Sumter National mm-hmm. Forest. Yep. And there's this... Uh, it rained here a couple nights ago, and there's a pond. And, uh, and it, it's kind of one of those ephemeral ponds. It's one of those ponds that'll fill up occasionally and stuff. And boy, the frogs are out. And that, to me, is a sign that spring has sprung. Well, what was the main one that we're hearing? You hear that? Those are the spring peepers. The spring peepers we're hearing call. Jeepers, creepers, where'd you get those peepers? <laughs> you know what we're also hearing? That loud, that, that one long trill. That's an American toad. So they're calling, and then also if you hear them, we'll we'll describe these calls here in a little bit, but this is the cacophony that is spring. Yes, I love it. And so we'll just tell you, we are recording out here, so I can't promise you what's going to fly over, drive by, or call or anything like that. We've already had one Kind of like our our random bard owl there. I know, he would just boot it out just to see who's out there. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. So we're talking about frogs, and uh, it's warming up. Amphibians. 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 Everything's warming up. It is. And we're starting to see flowers pop out. Uh, we're starting to see our bees buzz around quite a bit. Oh my so. goodness, yeah. We have bee poop all over the cars. Yes, we do. Already. And, and you know, we're, we're waiting on all those wonderful signs of spring, but no mm-hmm. doubt the one the one thing that you're going to see start off spring is going to be those early, early frogs, and the spring peepers are one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll talk about those and a few others that you see early on, but we're talking about frogs. And, you know, what's funny is a lot of people talk about frogs, but do they actually know what frogs are? I don't think so. Well, I do and I don't. And I think there's a lot of wives' tales that go along with frogs and toads. There, there are quite a few, absolutely. And I think when you talk about a lot of different frogs, the first thing that comes up is, you know, what are frogs? And frogs are, you said it earlier, what are they? Amphibians. They are amphibians. So when they're amphibians, that means they're basically, they're semi-aquatic, right? They're mm-hmm. cold-blooded. As as evidenced by the frogs that get in our pool all the time. Absolutely, the ones that we see out there. And, uh, and they have kind of bulbous, protruding eyes. They don't, yep. have, they don't have a tail, right? If you no. notice that, they don't have a tail. They do have strong webbed hind feet for most of them, mm-hmm. and uh, and they're adapted for hopping and swimming. Right? Does that yep. sound right? Mm-hmm. And they also have what's called a visible tympanum. I love right? that word. So what is tympanum. that? Tympanum. That is that little external membrane that yeah. eardrum so that eardrum. vibrates. Yeah. So here's a funny thing, right? If it's uh, if it's bigger than the eye, it's a male. Oh. That's kind of cool, isn't it? Yeah. That's interesting. So the chimpanum, obviously, they're they're calling, called for mating, so they got to be able to hear those mating calls, right? Yep. So there, what was that? Holy no cow, idea. something rattling in the truck, I guess. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's what it's going to be like tonight, I have a feeling. So uh, so would you believe there's, there's over 30 species of frogs and toads found in South Carolina? Wow. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? That yeah. there's that many? Um, 
a lot of them live like three quarters of their life in um, in water, but some of them are semi-aquatic. A lot of them live up in the trees, right, in burrows mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So we can see quite a few of them. But the the main question I get asked a lot is, what is the difference between frogs and toads? Have you yeah. ever been, you ever heard that? Uh, yes, all the time. Yeah. So we so they're all in the same order. Why right, we're talking about phylum class, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So they're in the same order, which is Anura. Right now, most of the true frogs are in the family Ranidae, and that's going to be like your wood frog, your bullfrog, leopard frogs, green frogs. Right. Okay. Then you got the true toads, which are going to be in the Bufonidae. It's going to be like the southern toad, the American toad that we're hearing trill, and also Fowler's toads. And then, of course, the tree frogs. They're in that chorus frog family. They're the Hylidae's. So that's like the spring peeper, the gray tree frog, the chorus upland chorus frog, things like that. Mm-hmm. It's important to remember that all toads are frogs, but not all frogs are toads. Think about that. Wow. That's pretty specific, right? That's a mind mind blower. Yeah. Well, toad is just, it's like a classification of frogs. And and there's no real scientific distinction between the two. Not really. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of people can say, well, that's a toad. I've seen toads that look like frogs, and I've seen frogs that look like toads. (laughs) So realistically, but most people think of, a frog and a toad. The difference is, you look at the skin, right? So a frog skin is smooth, kind of slimy, right? Mm-hmm. A little, little bit wet looking. Yeah. Well, usually with toads, you're going to be a little bit drier, a little bit bumpier, wartier, if you will, if that's even a word. Um, it is tonight. Yeah. So the warty, <laughs> bumpy skin. Yeah. Then also the poison, right? So so frogs actually have, they can secrete poison all throughout their skin. You've seen a, a dog pick up a frog before? And it makes them foam at the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, that's part of it, too. So, you know, that that's one thing to think about. So how about that old wives' tale? Is it that where it stems from, that if a toad pees on you... You'll get warts? You get warts. Yeah, that's that's definitely an old wives' tale. There's nothing about a frog that causes warts, that's for sure. Or toads. And, and or toads, either one, yeah. And if you kiss a frog, it's not going to turn into a prince, either. Hmm. I, I know. That's, you I, better tell Disney that. Uh, well, yeah, that's true. No <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the other thing is when they lay eggs. So they lay these gelatinous um, eggs in the water. Yummy. Well, frogs actually lay them in clusters or clumps. Toads have a tendency to lay theirs out in a chain or a string. So that's that's mm, a way yeah. you can tell the difference mm-hmm. too. But for the most part, you know, they're they're pretty much the same. I mean, there's a lot of differences. It's like, oh God, there they go again. Other people, <laughs> you can hear them kind of yeah. coming and going and coming yep. and going and stuff. Uh, and hear those toads every once in a while, those uh, American toads. You also hear the cricket frogs, but we'll talk about those and the chorus frogs here in a little bit. So also these frogs, right, this is the breeding season. And there are groups of frogs that actually are called prolonged breeders. Now, that's like your spring peeper. That's like um, some of the other frogs that you hear them early in the season, but then you also hear them all throughout the summer. So that's a prolonged breeding season, but... Some of them, like the wood frog or even the eastern spadefoot toad, they're called explosive breeders. It means when you have a heavy rain, they come out, they breed, they breed for just a few days. They breed, and then that's it, they're done. But the cool thing is they have an accelerated lifespan. So like the wood toad, the wood frog or the spadefoot toad, they go from egg, they hatch to a tadpole in as little as 14 to 28 days. Wow. So the reason they do that is because these ephemeral ponds, these temporary ponds, mm-hmm. the reason they lay their eggs in them, one is there's no fish in temporary ponds, so there's no predators. That's a right. cool thing, right? Yeah. But they got to get developed, and they got to get get semi-aquatic quick mm-hmm. 
or the pond's going to dry up. Right. So th- there's a lot of strategies involved with that. You know, some are good, some are bad. And, you know, do they ever get caught off guard? Absolutely. You know, sometimes that soil has a tendency to, to drain a little quicker or the sun okay. comes out and gets a little hotter. And unfortunately, that's what happens. But it's got to be a strategy that works because they do it all the time, right? God, that is just deafening. I can't get over this. Isn't that awesome? I love it. The sounds of spring. So how do they call? You think about that? Well, they don't stridulate. I know that. They don't stridulate. They actually have lungs, vocal cords, and then our favorite thing when you think of a frog, you think of that vocal sac, right? That cooler sac in the throat right Mm -hmm. there. So what they do is they take a breath, okay? Take a deep breath. Then they close their nostrils. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. And they force air over there. But they not only do it out, but they do it in and out. It doesn't work for me. Well, it does for me. <laughs> That's a pretty good call, huh? That's pretty good. Yeah, so they do their thing. Um, I, I think you think of the sack, and when you think of that sack, some frogs have a single throat sack. Some of them have a double. Mm-hmm. Like leopard frogs, I believe, have a double. Um, the wood frog has a double. They're paired. But all the rest of them have that pig throat that just blows out and blows back. So it basically, you think it's a bladder or a balloon that forces air, but that's not the purpose. The purpose of that sack is to inflate and actually be like an amplifier. That's why we're hearing these frogs <laughs> yeah. call so well, because that amplifier works Definitely. pretty darn good. Yes. So, yeah, so that's it. So I, I got a little bit of a uh, quiz for you. Okay. So... The famous frog call that you always hear in movies, cartoons, <laughs> ribbit, 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 ribbit. Yeah. That, that's not one of our frogs. Do no. You, you know where that comes from? No. The West Coast is the California Baja chorus frog. He does the ribbit. Huh. It used to be called the Pacific chorus frog. But that is the frog that makes the ribbit, 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 ribbit. All of our other frogs don't do it. Now, probably, I would say, the most well-known frog call, other than oh the ribbit God. call, has got to be a bullfrog. Yes, right? without a doubt. So, what did, you know what the, uh, what does he say? Jubberum. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, and boy, when they get going, they get oh going. Oh, Lord. So, yeah, so that's a lot of our, a lot of the stuff about frogs, but I want us to talk about and play for our, our folks out there. Some of these calls, and I bet a lot of people recognize these calls. So the first frog we're going to talk about is one of the first ones to call in the spring, and that's why he's called the spring peeper. Okay? It's kind of cool. Spring peeper. You want to play that call? Which Let's see how that sounds. Which is what we've been hearing. Yeah. But. Yep, that's it. That's what he sounds like. Oh, look, now you made all the other frogs stop. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a spring peeper. That is a well-known call. Okay. Mm-hmm. A lot of people call him, you know, it's the, the saying is, when people sing loud and long and late, the weather will cooperate. So basically that means spring, she is a coming. That's right. So that, that And they're a little tiny for you rarely see them. But it's kind of neat. They've got like a, they got a little X on their back, and they've got Crucifer in their scientific name, the X on the back. So that's, right. they can vary in color, but that X is always seen right there. Now... Another one of the ones that we see around, we see them around the low country all the time. We see them. They're oh my one of gosh. the most widespread frogs. And that, that's the yeah, green tree frog. I've had one land on my face before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in fact, that one jumped <laughs> off the uh, glass, uh, the storm door, and jumped onto your face. Yeah, I remember that. Did. Yeah. Let's see what that one sounds like. 
There you go. Yeah. Sound familiar? Yeah. That's that's pretty good. So the, a lot of people call that the cowbell frog, like uh, like Christopher Walker. We need more cowbell. <laughs> well, they give you more cowbell because they can they can do up to seventy five times a minute with that call, and they call wow. it like I said, they call them the cowbell frog. Now these guys they breed heavily after rain. I mean, rain is so important that they develop that rain call that you hear. And it's kind of different from their mating calls and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. that's the call you hear. Some people even call them rain frogs because they can actually, you know, predict. feel the pressure yeah, dropping yeah. and predict when it's going to rain. Harbingers of minutes. rain. Yeah, so my imitation of that call is like this. <clears throat> okay. Is that pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, maybe I can get them to call off here. Now... Those are pretty recognizable calls, right? There's this one call that's coming up. It's the upland course frog. Now, when we were down on the coast, we had a lot of frogs that were different than what we get here in the Piedmont. The upland yeah. chorus frog is the one that we get, and it sounds like you take your fingernail and you rub it across the teeth of a comb. So play that yeah, call and let's see what that sounds that like. Yeah, think about that as we play this. And that's what you're hearing all around us, too. They're one of the yeah. earliest breeders, too. Wow. That's pretty good. <laughs> Actually, I just heard that one. You hear him? You can hear him yeah, now. That's hear... him calling. Yeah. yeah. So that that's kind of some of the most common early breeding frogs that we're going to see around here. But I'll tell you what. Uh, there's one call. I love this guy. He sounds like a lamb. You know when they talk about a lamb that bleats? Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lamb bleating. Now, some people get this confused with a narrowmouth toad. They sound kind of similar. Now, here's my imitation of a, of a narrowmouth toad. Narrowmouth toad goes... Wee! Sounds like, like a baby having an a, absolute a hissy mad fit. Baby. Now the Fowler's toad, it, it's our most common toad, uh, and and looks similar to a southern toad, an American toad, which make trills. This guy makes a bleeding call like a lamb, and it's gonna sound a little bit like that narrow mouth. But listen to this guy, check him out. Hear that buzzing? Somebody feed that baby. <laughs> so that's that buzzing call. The other call you heard, of course, we'll hear him in just a minute. But the the Fowler's toes got that dry, warty skin. And you see them a lot of times on your porches. You see them on carports and driveways and stuff, especially when it's humid outside in the summertime. But that's the Fowler's toad. Got that nice call. And again, mm-hmm. it's not as tinny and it's not as high-pitched as a narrowmouth. Again, that's kind of like a... Ah, ah, and that narrowmouth goes... Wee! like that. <laughs> that's one of my favorite toads too now the last one we're going to talk about i have a special affinity for this frog because they live way up in the trees yes they do way up in the trees yes they do and i never got a chance to see one <laughs> until that one fateful day and what happened in the backyard oh and we were in beaufort well we still lived in beaufort we were out in the back doing some yard, yard work. work yeah picking up limbs and stuff yeah and cleaning up the fire pit and we had a huge sweet gum tree right there yeah it was probably about it's gonna be i'd say 50 60 feet it was huge it was massive and i will tell you even a small frog like the ghost tree <laughs> great tree frog from way up in a tree will hurt when he falls off and hits you in the head all i heard was a <laughs> splat and i heard you yelp <laughs> And I don't know what it was. And then there was the thunk because he fell off of my head and hit the ground. Oh, my gosh. Sounds like we're having a visitor, so 
Again, guys, just bear with us. That's just kind of part of live recording. That's right. So, yeah, I remember that specifically because I ran over and looked at that frog because he was beautiful. He was gray and dark gray, and I picked him up, and you looked at me and you said, no, no, babe, really, I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah it's all right. That. I'm good. Uh, let's let this guy pass. <laughs> wow, that's pretty obnoxious, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, the beauty of being out in the country. Yeah. Maybe he'll blow a tire, you know, and he'll be... <laughs> Well, at least he went by quick. Usually there's not, I mean, a lot of times we're down here in this little hollow and we don't really hear anybody. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I like this little uh, special spot. Yeah. But yeah, so I picked up that gray tree frog and I showed you. You pull the hind leg out and you can see they've got bright yellow on their hind legs. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a warning because the Coates gray tree frog actually can have uh, poison that can be, you know, bad for us. It can cause our eyes to burn, lips to swell, and it's one of the few frogs that actually does affect us. But the Cope's gray tree frog, there's actually a Cope's gray tree frog and a gray tree frog. We have the Cope's gray tree frog, Mm -hmm. but here's the thing. They look identical, and the only way to tell the difference is the call. So this is what our Cope's gray tree frog sounds like. And you'll hear that starting about mid-April is when you'll start hearing those guys. Yeah, I think we've all heard that one. Oh, yeah. Isn't that great? That's such a melodious little trill. Now, I think that's what's cool is you can hear a lot of these calling all at the same time. And it's just yeah. like an orchestra. And, and if you listen closely, you can actually hear some of the others. You know, yeah. you can separate them. So, now that one, the only way to tell the difference other than the call is maybe by where they live, their brand, their range. But the other cool thing is one has tetraploid chromosomes and the other one has diploid so one has four times chromosomes the other one has two times so coat's gray tree frog is diploid well, so I that's couldn't tell, tell that difference. from when he and hit me can. on the head <laughs> you can't and he didn't tell you either he did not but you know what he cooperated because i was actually able to um take really good photographs of that little guy and yeah. i'll tell you what when they get on the side of a tree like an oak tree you can't see them they blend in yeah. perfectly yeah they so, sure do I think that cryptic pattern is one of my favorite things about these frogs that I like. So that's kind of pretty much our frogs. You know, I I don't want to stay down here too terribly long, but I just want to kind of kick back and listen. Uh, I can probably turn up the gain on the microphone and see if we can maybe get it to play a little bit louder. Let's see. Wow. That's pretty doggone loud. Yeah. We haven't heard our bard owl buddy again, though. No, just that one time. He just called once. Just Just wanted to say hey. That's right. So that's kind of, uh, you got any other questions about tree frogs? No. Remember, not all frogs are toads, not all toads are frogs. Oh. No. I hear the American toad. I hear the upland chorus frog, and I hear those peepers. So guess what, baby? Spring has sprung. Spring has sprung. Absolutely. Wait, say say that again, because I think I think that got that got messed up. So. Oh, here he comes back for another. Yeah, and that's really weird because usually when we're out in this area, we don't. All toads are frogs, but not all frogs are toads. Okay, there you go. You said all in all. I was just saying all in all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let me turn our fellows down here and everything, and then let's well, or let's just let it ride. You want to yeah, let it ride? Just let them go. So let that's go. gonna do it for our podcast tonight. You know, it's kind of cool. Do we have our teaser time? Do I we know think, what we're doing for I, the next one? I've got a pretty good feeling as to what we're gonna talk about. Oh, 
Oh, all know? right. I'm just right. put I'm, it I'm, out there. I've got a few of them because you know it's it's coming to be spring. Yep. So we know that our uh, hummingbirds are going to be coming back. Yeah. We know our whippoorwills and our chuckles. So widows. excited. So I, I was thinking In about. In fact, I, I jumped the gun a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I put a couple of our hummingbird feeders up just in case. You just never know with some of this warm weather that we've been having. Some of them might be coming to say hello soon. Well, I hope that the map shows that uh, you can actually see them and they're they're actually moving up this way. So we should be seeing them hopefully soon. So so we'll we'll kind of figure out what we're going to do. But I, I think. I don't know. I was thinking about doing one on some eight-legged critters. Oh. Right? I was also thinking about... Well, that's, um, that's not a teaser. Everybody knows what that is. Well, yeah. That art could be ticks, could be bites, could be other things, yeah. too. You never know. Uh, I was also thinking about doing it um, on a new eight-legged critter that's been seen that's actually starting to uh, spread into uh, the southeastern United States. So, so we'll... we'll what do you think? You want well, to do how it about, on that? Yeah, we can do that. And how about this? How about we put throw this out to our listeners? And why don't you guys tell us what you'd like to hear about? With what? spring coming up and the weather warming up, and is are there things that you're starting to see or that you typically see in your yards? Yeah. That time of year. And, that would be pretty and let good. us know. We can talk about it. The, the other, you want to hear what I want to do maybe for the other one? Throw out another one? Is a wildflower walk. Oh, it because is. It, it is, is that time of year. That's what I think we need to do. You remember us seeing the trout lilies up there that were in bloom? Yes. So we're getting into what is, what in the southern Appalachians is some of the best wildflowers. So, you know what? Not even going to tease people. That's what we'll do. We'll go Let's walk do wildflowers. Yeah. We'll walk in the woods together and do a, a nice little, uh, nice little wildflower walk and identify some wildflowers and, uh, you know, see if we can share that beauty auditorily. That would be awesome. Cool. Well, I'll tell you what, if you guys want to go outside and uh, and listen a little bit, you're never going to hear frogs call like this unless you're outside. Walking on the wild side. See you next time.